This is an Ion Annapolis bonus podcast. I'll tell you, I am on a roll this month. I spoke with Felix Cavallari of the Rascals, then Colin Blundstone of the Zombies. And now I have to say the music this month in Annapolis is off the charts. And today I am joined on the phone by another music legend, Mary Ramsey, who is the lead singer, violinist and violist that's a word, of 10,000 Maniacs. Welcome, Mary. How are you? Well, thank you. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Is violist a word? Yes, it is. Okay. I didn't know whether I made that up. That wouldn't have been unusual for me. Well, it sounds, you, you, you did it well, and even if it wasn't, if it wasn't a real word, I would have thought, wow, that's a cool word. Okay, let's just roll with it, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, 10,000 Maniacs are coming to Ramshead on stage on April 24th for one nearly sold out show at this point and you are celebrating your 40th year as a band and you're on your well i guess it was kind of interrupted by that whole covid thing but it's the 40th anniversary tour of 10,000 maniacs i can't believe it yeah i know it is kind of hard to believe um well the band started many years ago and and like 81 um and you know, to think that 40 that's that was 40 years ago is kind of I'd rather not think about that. That's, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I refuse to believe I'm as old as I am. You guys are no stranger to Annapolis. I mean, you were at Ram's Head typically once or twice a year anyhow, and I know that you always sell out, and I, I guess I'm going to say, just say welcome back, and I can't wait to see you guys again on the 24th. Yeah, we're really excited about it. Um, you know, it's wonderful to be in Maryland in the springtime, and uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful area. And of course, you can't forget where I don't forget where the oysters are. Right, right. <laughs> you right. know, there's great seafood, and um, yeah, it's sure. sort of a for me. I, my I was born in D.C. and then lived in Maryland for just a little while in Greenbelt around there. My family lived down there, so you know, it was, it's kind of got, you know feeling a home. A little, little bit of a homecoming there. Well, you're up in New York now, right? Is that yeah, in New York, where, uh, we're in Buffalo. And then the the bands in Jamestown, most of the guys in the band are in Jamestown. It's kind of half and half. I mean, I'm in Buffalo, John Lombardo's in Buffalo, and Jerry Augustiniak's in Buffalo. Right up in the snow belt, that's for sure. Yeah, I almost went to I almost went to school up in upstate New York, and uh, they showed me the little four by fours in the parking lot in front of the cars, and I said, "What are these posts for?" And they said, "Well, we plug our cars in in the winter so they don't freeze," and that sort of made my decision that that was not where I was. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, I I have been a huge fan of Ten Thousand Maniacs uh, pretty much for all of these forty years, and I mean, you guys have such a timeless sound that you know really keeps bringing people out and out time after time year after year after year what's wonderful about the ramp set on stage or actually any place is that i mean while you have a ton of studio albums i mean you guys really hit your mark on the stage you know working the crowd and everything else and uh, you know after the last year and a half or two years of covid i mean it's got to be a real welcome to get back on stage and out on tour right yeah and it's it's pretty amazing because the the way we started out, everybody was wearing masks in the audience and we weren't sure if we were supposed to wear a mask. And you know, now it's like, it just keeps changing and changing. So it's, it's, it's almost as if we can't really remember when, 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 you know, people were wearing masks in the audience, but people still do here and there, you know? Yeah. I, um, it's gotta be weird as a performer, as an artist to look out and not see a full face. Um, I mean, because you you yeah. you read the crowd. I mean, you got to read. Oh, they're happy. They're digging it. They're they're dancing. They're they're stomping their feet. They're in. And with the mask, I mean, they could have the broadest smile you could ever imagine, but you would never know it. 
Yeah. One of our first shows we did, um, gosh, it was in Rockport, uh, Massachusetts. And everyone, it was in a really beautiful theater and everyone was wearing a mask. And so it was really kind of strange because you're just trying to read their eyes, you know, or just everything yeah. else except the smile. So it's, um, it's, it's, well, now we don't have that as much, so that's good. That is, that is true. But, I mean, so what all, what all were you guys doing over the past two years? I mean, when all the rooms were dark, I mean, have you been working on some new stuff? Or uh, and I've heard rumors that there might be a new album coming out, so that's exciting. Yeah, we've been working on new material and in the process of recording it. It's a lot of what we did. You know, we got together and said, let's just, we've got this time now, let's work on an album. I mean, it's going to be a lot of songs. So, um, because they're, you know, different songs from different people in the group brought to the table. And since we do everything kind of locally, um, it's been, it's been, it's been interesting to see, uh, the, the different styles of music that are coming together, but with the sound of 10,000 maniacs. Well, the sound is, sound is definitely unique. I mean, are we going to hear some of these new tunes when you're here on the 24th? Maybe a couple. Okay. Yeah. You know, your music, like I said, is has a unique sound to it. I mean, I the word I use is sultry. Um, oh. And I mean, it, I think it almost breeds intimacy to a point. I would say that, I, wow. I, well, I don't know. I mean, I was it was funny. I was listening to a whole bunch of um, 10,000 Maniac songs before we got on, actually all morning. And I noticed that I can sit there and throw it on Spotify. And oh, by the way, you can thank me later for the 13 cents you got for that. <laughs> you know, but, uh, um, but, but no, thank I, you. Yeah, but I was listening to... You know, listening to it, and I was like, you know, I haven't pushed skip ahead on one song, um, which is unusual. I mean, you know, usually there's some out, some song on some B side or some album or something like that. That's like, well, I'm not really into that one, but I like the band. And yeah. I'm sitting there going on. I mean, even from you know way back when, from you know the start to you know, it, it just it was just a consistent play, which I think is you know, and for me anyhow, that's really unusual. You know, and then I got to thinking, I said, well, gosh, what's my favorite song? And yeah, I'm like, there's a question. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, and and I'm not going to ask you that because that's like asking, you know. I'm not. Well, what's yeah, your favorite yeah, song? Yeah, yeah, what's mine? And and I was going. I mean, I I probably lean. Most people would probably say because of the night, um, mm-hmm. but I kind of like uh, I lean toward like the weather, um, and I, mm-hmm. I I like that because it's uh, it sort of screws up with my brain a little bit uh, in a, in a strange way because the the it's one of your more upbeat songs uh, musically yeah. or um, yeah. instrumentally. Uh, but lyrically, yeah. it's pretty dark. It is. It is. And that's, that's, there is that kind of juxtaposition. I had to use that word juxtaposition um, of, of sound, the sound of the, the music as opposed, as opposed to what's the song about, you know, because um, I don't know. I think we like to write a lot about nostalgia and just different kinds of, I don't know, little stories, vignettes, things like that. But that, that song is so, you know, that was the song that Natalie and the band wrote. And it's so much about kind of like a drab day in Western New York, you know, like a, a rainy day. But the, the all the, the rhythmic parts of it are so peppy and and it sounds like a real happy, happy song, you know. And then you listen to it and it's like the doors. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. It's, it's going there. But and, and and you guys, I mean, you guys have played all over the world. I mean, you've done obviously international tours and everything else as well. Do you have a preference? I mean, we talked a little bit about the intimacy of the shows and, and being able to read people and everything else. But I mean, do you guys have a preference 
um, for large stadiums and or festivals or more intimate rooms like Ramshead or something in between? I mean, like an auditorium. I mean, is any well, one of those to be better? Honest, like, the, we, you know, we haven't really played all over the world. I mean, <laughs> there are little spots like in Tibet or someplace like that. Um, no, we we have played mostly smaller clubs and festivals in the States and we've been to Brazil and we, we did USO shows and that was really cool to play for troops. But I think that it, it's really, it is really nice to be in a club like, like Ram's head where you can see people and have, they're, they're relaxed and they're enjoying their meals. And, you know, there's just a lot of eye contact and uh, I mean, every, every venue has its own merits, I guess. That, well, that's true. Uh, but I think I like, I like the ones that aren't huge stadiums. I don't think we've ever, well, maybe before my time, there was a couple <laughs> of times of playing the stadiums, but I, and I, I don't even know now if people are really playing stadiums anymore, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Some of the big guys, I mean, like the stones or McCartney are going to get out there and do it, but it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I hear you. I prefer, I prefer a small room too. You know, you really get into the music and you can really hear it personally myself. And, you know, once you get beyond, uh, like five or six hundred, I think in a in an auditorium, uh, it gets a yeah. little, little little too big for me. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I mean, I I I think it's just you're you're connecting with the people that are right there, and but it's always you know it's great to be in whatever venue we have. You know, for the most part, it's always you know something we were very appreciative of it. As long as the sound isn't too weird, you know? <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Way back in the 80s, I worked at a club in Philadelphia. It was actually a chain of sort of three clubs. It was uh, the Cabarets. And there was a band there that actually they were talking to my they were sort of friends of mine, Karen and Don Paris, with a band called The Innocence Mission. And they they, heard, yeah. they drew a ton of inspiration from you guys. And I know they're still, they're still out there playing. I haven't touched base with them in probably 20 years. But, you know, you've really influenced a number of local bands – you know, regional bands and and national bands, and I, inside of forty years, I mean, that's I guess to be expected. Yeah, well, I mean, that is that's a long time, and and it it means that there are a lot of different generations of people listening to the music. You know, that's got to be really cool. Yeah, it is. It is because I mean, there are, you you would really see people who are of the era of when, when the band first came out. That's a very polite way of saying old people, isn't it? <laughs> middle age <laughs> from the the middle ages <laughs> right <laughs> um so that so it kind of has a wide gamut of um of age it can have a wide gamut of ages um but a, like a place like the ram's head will probably have people oh i would say the same kind of general demographics as as the people we are on stage you know right right well i mean do you have a particular song that you really get into playing that you like i'm not asking for your favorite song but i mean uh is there one that you like love singing this song i love um well i really like um songs that uh, well of course i love more than this because that's the, the song that um kind of catapulted me um with a band i mean we are right. we, we we got our kind of second win but the song called rainy day rainy day there's a rain again um i got i play a lot of the my hybrid it, it's a vi- violin and a viola it's electric okay so there's there's more playing in that song not every song i do i play um my instrument on so that's nice because i like to be able to just kind of get into doing that and it's a song i wrote with john actually with a band um we, we wrote the chords and melodies and, and words and then 
and that song has kind of changed over the years to it's become so much more popular so that's that's kind of interesting to see with with the live audiences and i think a lot of it has to do with the the, the beat of the drums but also like the the kind of celtic sounding violin mm-hmm. viola Good choices. Well, you wrote them. What the heck? Why not? <laughs> you know, when you were out on your own, well, I say on your own, but with John and Mary, I mean, I guess what are the what are the upsides of being a duo as opposed to a band and or being a band versus a duo? Well, um, obviously, the intimacy of just two people to two instruments, um, voices. I think that both are really cool in their own way. And it's the kind of, you know, there, there's some people who gravitate more towards um, a more listening type of situation with the duo because it's, um, you know, you can, you can hear the lyrics more, I think, sometimes. And um, it's not as loud, of course, but um, they really are pretty related. It's just like taking, taking you know, two, two of us out of 10,000 Maniacs. And then, I mean, we do have a different little bit of a different style of of writing and um but you know both are cool in their own way right can't blame the bass pair for screwing things up yeah you, can't, well, you, could. <laughs> you can still say hey why did you do that oh he's not here <laughs> As a, what do you guys have any plans to slow down i mean 40 years is amazing an amazing run i mean do you and i sit there and i look at mccartney and i look at springsteen and all these people that do just absolutely uh pardon the pun but you know maniac shows but i mean does Ten Thousand maniacs do you guys have any anticipation of slowing down um, I don't know. We'll see. We just kind of let fate take its course. That's always the way we've been. Um, you know, those guys are on a little bit different level because they've got Buku Box, right? The uh, McCartney and right. Springsteen. Yeah. But they also have, uh, you know, uh, they've got a, a timelessness too. They've got such a wide variety of a catalog, you know, I mean, and, and style. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it would be great to, to be on the road forever, but I don't know if we will. It's a tough life. Yeah. I mean, what did, what did like um, Colin Blundstone say? Does he want to be on the road a lot? He said he loves it. I mean, they had, they had a little bit of a break, but he said, you know, again, he was talked about the timelessness of the lyrics and the songs that just really enthusiasm. And, you know, yeah. he, he said at this point, uh, you know, there, I've talked to a couple of people. I, I'm trying to remember who it was. that said, Oh, it was um, Ray Parker jr. And when I was talking, I said, hey, do you ever get tired of, you know, playing Ghostbusters? He says, oh, yeah, all the time. He says, but then the royalty checks come in and I'm okay with it again for, you know, for another. (laughs) And uh, uh, Colin said similar thing like that because they use in a lot of uh, their music in movies and stuff like that. So he said after the break, it was great. And certainly after COVID, it was great to get back out and get to reconnect with people. He'd just done uh, an oldies cruise down in Fort Lauderdale and was uh, doing a couple shows in Fort Lauderdale before he was coming up here. And... You know, it's, it's, it's the timelessness. It's to be able to sit there and see somebody that's 21 or 22 that wasn't even a thought in a parent's head, um, you know, enjoying this. And that, and that's, that's just gotta be such a thrill for an artist. Well, and it's really, this is all really new. I mean, when you really think about, um, well, it's, it's, it hasn't been that long that, that people have been able to, to, to tour, like to start a career of some sort and, and keep doing it, you know? I mean, in the last how many years, 70 years, I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, a, it's, and, uh, I think that, um, everybody loves music. I mean, obviously it just, it does, it's not going away. 
and it's a universal language. It's, you know, I mean, that's such a, it's a great unifier. No, it certainly is. It certainly is. Well, I mean, I can't wait to hear you guys again, uh, again, coming April 24th at Ramps Head on stage here in Annapolis. Oh yeah. We're looking forward to it so much. Yeah. Mary Ramsey question for you though. What do you do for fun in your downtime when you're on, I mean, obviously you were writing some songs and getting the new album prepared during COVID, but when you're, when you're not touring, when you're kicking back at your home and your feet are up on the, uh, on the ottoman or whatever it may be, what, what do you, what do you like to do? Do you have any hobbies or? Well, I, I really do enjoy, we, I like going, you know, we, so to, um, this kind of country place in Canada, um, that my partner has and cause it's out in nature, taking walks and walking, you know, we have Lake Erie here and there's a nice, nice, pretty nice beaches, but nice beaches where we are. And, um, and, you know, going out to restaurants and writing and reading and connecting with family and friends. You know, I love I love talking to people. And that's one of my favorite sort of discussion points that we talk about and just the varied interests. I mean, we've talked to people that are, uh, you know, David Crosby loves to paint and talking to Colin who said he, he loves to go down to his garden because it's right on a canal where they've got canal boats going up and down. And he says, I really need to work on the garden. It's looking kind of shabby. And I, you know, when I get back and, you know, and, and it's just so neat to see that. And I think it brings it with, with its British accent, of course. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. I, I wasn't even going to try to do that. Real, he- <laughs> real heavy British accent. It was, uh, it was pretty funny, but um, well, I'll tell you, as we start to wrap it up, before we go, I do need you to clarify a rumor for me. Now, I've heard this from several very reliable sources here in Annapolis that you guys in particular have been known to wind down from a Ram's Head show at the bar. Is there any truth to that rumor? Oh, yes, there is truth <laughs> to that bar. Enough that a couple of the members of our band have lost things there and left things there and um <laughs> oh that's that's yes yes it's a yes <laughs> hey mary ramsey lead singer violinist and violist of Ten Thousand maniacs thank you so much for your time today i can't wait to see you guys on the 24th at ram's head on stage in annapolis again if you can get the tickets ramsheadonstage.com and i wish you guys all a very safe trip down here to the mid-atlantic and uh, welcome back to annapolis again Oh, thank you so much, John. We are really looking forward to it. And I'm sure that one of us will go down to the Hats in the Belfry and buy a hat. So that seems to be part of our... Right down at the bottom of Main Street. And as you said, there may be a couple of you guys hanging out at the bar after the show. Oh, there sure <laughs> will be. Yes, that's that's part of the whole... Um, our on After we do our, our last song, Steve always says, Meet us at the bar, buy us a drink, or we'll buy you a drink. Mary, thank you so much. Have a great day. I appreciate all your time today. You too. Have a great day. Bye-bye.
been a bonus podcast from Ion Annapolis. Please visit us at ionannapolis.net. Follow us on Facebook at All Annapolis and on Twitter at Ion Annapolis. And if you haven't subscribed to the Daily News Brief podcast, go for it. And all of your local news will be delivered to your phone, tablet, or smart device by 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday.